welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Thank you so much for being back again this week. I love being able to talk to you every week about the journey that you are on with your daughter. It's an important one. And every one of our journeys is just a little bit different because all of us are fathering in a little bit different way. And that's okay. There's no right way to father, but there are many ways in which we can learn from other fathers to be able to be better dads. Now, part of that work not only is about engaging and connecting with your kids, but some of that work also has to deal with you doing the things that you need to do to be able to be able to support the other men around you, but also looking internally and dealing with the stuff that you are dealing with to be able to help you to be strong, mentally strong, and present in the lives of your, of your kids and of your family. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about a lot of different topics. We've been talking about depression. We've been talking about mental health. We've been talking about things that are important, not only things for us to do as individual dads, as men, that we have to look internally to be able to support the, the, the mental strength that we want to have in our own lives, but also the things that we can do as friends, as colleagues, as individuals to be able to support other men around us. This week's going to be a tough topic. We're going to be talking about suicide. We're going to be talking about things that we're seeing in the world today and what brings someone to that point. And it's important. It's an important topic to talk about, but it's a hard topic to talk about. All of us may have been impacted by this in some way in our lives. And it's important to know not only the signs for yourself of things that you need to be thinking about if you are having thoughts, but at the same time, it's important to know what to look for on people around us. So we've got a great guest with us today to help us in de- in helping us to, to talk about these topics. Dr. Robert Zeitlin is back with us again this week. And Dr. Zeitlin is a positive psychologist. He has been working in the field of psychology for many years, working with men, working with fathers, helping dads to be even better dads. And today we're going to be talking with him about this topic. So Dr. Zeitlin, thanks so much for being here today. It's my pleasure, Christopher. I'm so glad that we're talking about this today. Well, I am happy to have you here to be able to go down this pathway and to talk further about this. You know, last week we talked a lot about depression and we talked about some of the things that lead individuals to being depressed, but also some of the signs to look for. And if you haven't heard that episode, I'd encourage you to go back to last week's episode to listen to that because Dr. Zeitlin does talk a lot about some of the things to look for in yourself and look in, look for in others when it comes to depression. But Dr. Zeitlin, you mentioned in that episode that there is a continuum when it comes to the depression. And at, at some point, there are individuals that have suicide ideation and are, and are thinking of potentially taking their own lives. I guess as to start off today, 
as we look at this, I think first and foremost, what are some of the signs? What are some of the signs that we should be looking for? Let's start with ourselves. You know, we you mentioned that some individuals are dealing with depression, but at times there are times where you it goes even further than that. So what are some of the signs that we need to be looking for within ourselves that may be leading us down this pathway uh, towards suicide? So I think there's a lot of overlap between what we were talking about in that prior episode about depression and some of the signs that we're talking about there, which are worrisome and troublesome and really difficult in people's lives and may also indicate that they're at risk of suicide. And then the signs I'm going to talk about now, which are directly related to suicidal thoughts, may or may not, I want to be clear, that all the signs aren't necessarily down the road of depression. Sometimes people can have suicidal thoughts and otherwise not appear depressed or show any other outward signs. It's not necessarily, I want to delink them to some degree, but I, it's more like if you can picture a Venn diagram with overlapping circles, there are places where they overlap, and, and some of these are going to sound similar to what, what we talked about in the prior episode. So in terms of common signs of suicidal thoughts, if you feel yourself or you hear someone else talking about death and dying, or really focusing on it in a way that just feels more than just they're interested in the topic, or that you find yourself focusing on it a great deal, having significant mood swings like we talked about in the prior episode, that also can indicate depression or anxiety. And then there are more subtle signs like making plans, updating a will, giving away possessions, gathering materials, or, or some kind of like indication that someone's leading to something. Or if you find yourself starting to think about, how would I plan this? Maybe you've thought at different times about suicide in a very passive way, but if you find yourself now escalating to thinking about making plans. That's something that that we're going to talk about what, what you should do about next. And then the other subtle signs would be things like being more isolated from friends and family, not engaging in activities that you once found enjoyable. They just don't seem to have the same reward for you. And obviously misusing or abusing drugs or alcohol these are worrisome signs in any setting, but also can be an indicator, suicidal thoughts and ideation. So those are the major ones that I can think of. Now, for those loved ones, those people that are around you as they're looking in and they're looking at you, let's say that, and you are having those thoughts, as someone that is concerned about someone else, what are some of the things that outwardly that they should be looking for? And, and I guess and it's maybe the same things. But I guess at the same time, are there things in which someone outside can say, can do to try and talk to, to try to work with, to try to see what they can do to address the situation before it gets to the point of suicide? That's a great question. And I want to go back the same way I addressed a common myth in my last answer that suicidality necessarily follows someone showing signs of depression. They don't always. Sometimes we can be surprised and someone can keep things well under wraps or have plans that don't necessarily outwardly show depression. And the same way here, in answer to your question, what can we do if we notice this in ourselves or in a loved one, especially in a loved one? One of the other myths that I really want to bust here is that if we talk about it, we're going to encourage someone 
to consider it. We're going to put an idea in their head. If you have a frank conversation with someone who's showing signs that they want to kill themselves, and I know that sounds very severe when I say that because we're used to dancing around this, this, these conversations. We'll say they want to harm themselves. They want to, you know, there's lots of other ways to say it. But if you have someone that is showing signs or you're concerned that they are thinking about suicide, it's actually healthier to have a direct conversation with them and ask them directly, are they thinking about killing themselves? And the counterintuitive nature of this is that someone is actually reaching out and connecting with you in a way that breaks the ice and allows you to talk about something that you may be keeping deeply inside and think that you're being quite secretive about. When in fact, one of the ways that you can work through this challenge is to have a conversation with someone and encourage them to seek the help that they need. You know, that is so important. And I have gone through training myself, QPR training, question, persuade, refer training at my own institution where I work at the college that I work at. And in that, they talk a lot about the fact that trying to break down these myths like you were talking about, because it is important to understand that talking about it, as you said, doesn't put that thought into a person's head and can make a big difference of stopping someone from even going through with that. And the QPR Institute is an interesting site, and I would throw that out to any of you that want to learn more about how to support others, how to help yourself to find some resources. QPRinstitute.com is a great resource. Now, I guess in talking about this, and if you're noticing these things in your friends, what is the best way to be able to address this, to to talk to your friends, to talk to someone that you feel might be thinking about suicide and being able to have that frank conversation with them? How can you start that conversation? This is a great question. And I think very challenging for a lot of people, especially when we feel like we don't have any training in this. We don't know what we're dealing with. And this is a really scary, you know, potential outcome. All of a sudden, it's almost like we're, we're, we wake up and we're a hostage negotiator and all of a sudden someone's life is in our hands. It's a very challenging thing to do. The fact is that the person you're talking to, the person you care about, the person that you're seeing these signs in, or the person who's approached you is doing it because you have an important connection with them. And that connection, I can't stress enough how important that connection is and how much that connection can be a vehicle to them getting the help that they need or you getting the help you need if you're able to reach out to someone who you trust. That connection and the opportunity to start talking about this stuff and literally interrupt the cycle that is building and building with one confirming thing in a a person's mind after another. If I do this and I'm not noticed at, at lunch today, then people don't care about me. And if they don't care about me, then I shouldn't be there. And if I shouldn't be there, then I should carry through these plans. And if you are making contact with someone and connecting with them, and not necessarily talking at them, but maybe listening or giving them the space to talk about whatever is going on with them and making them feel as safe as possible, you can be interrupting a cycle that is heading down a very dangerous road. So I would stress, you know, there isn't, how to and how you connect with the person that you're talking about and thinking of, but reaching out 
telling them that you're thinking about them, giving them the space to talk about whatever's going on with them, making it clear to them that you're comfortable talking about hard stuff is going to give them the space to maybe step off of that cycle for a second and give you both a chance to interrupt something that could go horribly wrong and make a decision and take an action that is going to be so much more permanent than it seems. It is definitely a forever decision. And the CDC in 2021 came out and stated that suicide increased in 2021 after two decades of decline. And the increase in suicides was higher in men than in women, as was the suicide rate. And that's why this is important. It's important for us to talk about this. It's important to confront it. It's important to talk about it. Um, it's a little more pointing it for me, and I'll be honest. You know, back in January, we had a friend in our group of dad blogging community that took his own life. And he was someone that had been dealing with depression and other mental health issues over many years. And it's sad to see him gone. And bluntly, I will say that for me, fathers need to be in the lives of their kids. Their kids need them. And we need to find ways to be able to support each other, to be able to lift each other up, to be able to help each other, to be able to confront this issue straight on and talk to people that we're concerned about. Because we need to be able to help dads that need the help that they need when they need it. Now, Dr. Zaitlin, in saying what I just said, I know that each one of us are not psychiatrists. We're not psychologists. We're not counselors. We're not social workers. We can be friends and we can reach out to help in some ways. But what are some of the best things that we can do if we're noticing that we have people around us that are in need of help and that we're concerned about them considering suicide? Being able to approach someone with open hands, and I mean not literally your hands open, but just being able to approach someone and be of service in the connection that exists between you is what qualifies you more than any degree, more than any experience. You don't need to be an expert in suicide. You don't need to know first thing about depression. You just need to know about your friend, your sibling, your loved one, your partner. You need to know about that space that's between you, that relational space that you've created together. And you need to approach that person not thinking about what did Dr. Zeitlin say on this podcast. You need to approach that person showing them, as I said before, that this is you, you're here, you're not going anywhere, you're able to handle whatever is going on with them, and you're willing to take them by the hand and walk them to help, help them find whatever resource they need. You're not going to leave them alone. Even when they say, get out of here, you're going to be relentless because as the teenager I said before in the show, it's more important to, to save a friend than it is a friendship. You're advocating for your friend in real time with them right there. And the number of people in my life and probably in your lives listening to this and concerned about this topic who we didn't have a chance to have that conversation with, who we wish we had an opportunity to reach out to them before it was too late, this is your opportunity. When I work with kids in middle school and high school where people now have lockers and they're not traveling in packs the same way 
and people can start isolating themselves. The simple act of reaching out and saying, hey, how are you? Out of nowhere, just offering to, like I said, break the cycle, break that internal noise machine that's going on that's saying that no one cares if I'm here, no one's looking out for me, everyone hates me, all the things that these cruel thoughts could be generating in someone's head. Take advantage of what you do have, your relationship, your connection with the person, and make an effort. Go above and beyond, even if it's completely unwarranted. You'd rather make that mistake in the affirmative than you would to look back and say, I should have texted them or I should have reached out. It's so important. And one of the things that I wanted to make sure to say today is there is a new resource at your fingertips, 988 is the new suicide and crisis lifeline. It's open 24 hours a day. I know that they have people there that speak both English and Spanish. And it, it's, it's very simple. Anyone that needs help, anyone that needs suicide or mental health related crisis support or who has a loved one in crisis can connect with a trained counselor by calling, chatting, or even texting 988. So definitely use that resource. If you think that, that you know somebody that is in crisis, if you're in crisis, call someone, talk to someone. If you don't have someone else to talk to, make sure that you do reach out and you get the help that you need because it's there. It's a great resource. It's a free resource and it's there to help people that need it when they need it. Are there any other resources Dr. Zeitlin, that you would share with either someone that is going through this themselves or someone that is trying to support others? We live in a world with so many resources, but just as we both work with youth and in education, we understand the power and the value of the resources on social media and also that people can find not healthy things and advice there. I think the availability of 988 and before it, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 800-273-8255. The availability of apps for mental health, the availability of so many resources if you can find positive ones on social media. If you're in a place where you're looking to find a therapist, there are there's a great database of therapist finders under psychology today. So there's a lot of different ways that you can reach out and find help. But I think if you're really struggling with the things that we're talking about today, I can't emphasize enough Christopher's suggestion that that 988 resource is built for people who are in a moment of crisis and aren't sure where to turn. These are not people who are going to be aggressive. They're going to be there to listen. There's going to be resources for you there. It's always hard to take action and to make that move. And that's why so many of your questions have focused on what do you do if you know someone who's struggling with this? Because it's often by holding someone's hand and standing in this maelstrom of conflicting thoughts with them that we're going to feel safer and more comfortable reaching out and making that call. If you do have the inner strength to do it yourself, again, 988 is a great way to go. And if you don't and you can find someone that you trust, to share some of what's going on with you, take some of these resources with you and tell them about it and ask them to help you access them. Such great advice. I truly appreciate 
everything that you've shared today, Dr. Zeitlin. And if people want to find out more about you, about where they can connect with you, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, they can find me at my website, robertzeitlin.com, or on social media, on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram. My Instagram is Dr. Robert Zeitlin, so Dr. Robert Zeitlin. Those are the best ways to reach me. If you have any questions about any of this, if you're concerned about a friend, I'd be happy to give you some guidance. There are plenty of other mental health resources out there. If you're finding yourself struggling internally and you're looking to get to a safe place, you can also go to an emergency room. You can also call 911 and get the support that you need. But 988 is a great place to start. As I said earlier, if you are struggling with this, if you know someone that's struggling with this, please reach out get help, ask for help. You know, there are communities of dads out here that are here to support you. You know, here in the Fathering Together communities, we have our dads with daughters, dads with sons communities. There's ways for you to reach out to administrators. We have a mental health team in both of those that are there to be able to talk with you, to work with you. And we want to be able to talk with you and work with you and help you and connect you with the support that you need. I personally, I don't want to see another dad separated from his kids and his family. So please reach out, call 988, reach out and ask for help. Take that first step. Dr. Zeitlin, thank you. Thank you for sharing all that you shared today and over the last few weeks. And I wish you all the best. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and for broaching these important topics as difficult as they are to talk about. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat. And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men, get out and be the world to them. Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.